1: Welcome to episode 33 of Black Hole Cinema. I am your host this evening, Emma Platt, and joining me this, tonight, I know they said this evening again, it's, it's Chris. Hello, well it
2: is technically evening, I mean night is evening, isn't it?
1: I know, I've just said it too many times and it sounded
2: different. Oh yeah, it's like, allow myself to introduce uh, <laughs> myself.
1: <laughs> it's pretty much, yeah. Um, so as usual we're going to do our movie news and we might sing the movie news song again, which... There was
2: a movie news song?
1: Yeah, you were on Last Time with me and Chris Hague, and we were all just going, movie news, movie news, movie news.
2: Oh, yeah, I was going to say, is it... well, yeah. That's, uh...
1: that's, that's the song, apparently. <laughs> like, it is now.
2: You know what? Yeah. Yeah, man, I, was gonna, I was thinking about making one up, and that's exactly what it sounded like.
1: <laughs> that's officially the movie news song. <laughs> <laughs> um, after our movie news, tonight we will be reviewing Ant-Man. Marvel's latest offering starring Paul Rudd, and then it's the UK box office, which I always fuck up, and then, Chris, you have seen The Gallows. Yeah, and I've
2: seen Selfless as well, so... Oh,
1: awesome, awesome, see, we know how to do our jobs. And then, it'll be time for Dead Meat again, and this week we are talking the... Dead Meat,
2: sorry.
1: Dead Meat. I'm going to have to do a Dead Meat song, aren't I, as well?
2: Dead Meat, Dead Meat, Dead Meat, Dead Meat. (laughs) <laughs> there <you are.
1: laughs> that's too jolly every time I think of theme music, I can just think of the X-Files song in my head but I'll have to yeah we'll just go dead meat meh and then that'll be it this is going well so far as always right movie news movie news movie news movie news movie news, news. Um, so Comic Con wrapped up last Sunday and I know it's been talked about and everything but we got an official release of the suicide squad trailer for those of you who don't know jared leto will be playing the new joker and we've got like will smith in it and margot robbie's harley quinn and it's kind of like an anti-avengers suicide squad are gonna come save the world so the trailer was released and it's all dark and brooding because that's kind of what dc want to go for to like they want to set themselves apart from marvel but i have to say it looks really cool and I am a huge
2: Harley Quinn fan, so I was really interested to see how Margot Robbie's going to play her. Um, and she just seems a mental bitch, which I'm perfectly happy She's with. pretty much perfect casting, I think. Yeah, she is. I mean, I love Margot Robbie anyway. I, you know, I mean, I've, I've only seen her in, what, in two films. I know already she has my heart. So, uh <laughs> but she has the right look. She has the kind of like, yeah, I can be, uh I'm, I'm blonde. I can be like an old psychotic sort of, yeah, hey, Mr. J, how you doing? Here? So, I, I, I totally see her as... <laughs> Uh, Harley Quinn, you know, it, it, again, it's what it does. I do like David. Yeah, I think I like Fury. I like uh, um Even to uh, in Sabotage, which wasn't very good, I know, but I still can enjoy. It. I, I, I do kind of like I do kind of like his side so I think it could be fun. I still have reservations about Joker, though. I'm still, I'm still not sold on it. I know, I know a lot of people are now going, Oh, yes, bring it! But to me, it looks exactly like like how it was when the first. Had that released that first picture, and I thought hey, it just looks like Marilyn Manson playing, doing cosplay. That's exactly what it looks like to me. I think they kind of want to
1: capitalize though on the fact that Jared Leto's, you know, he's in that band, isn't he? What it's, yeah. It's Second to Mars. I think they want to do. I think it's good that every kind of film or TV show the Joker's been in, it's kind of almost been like a different version of Joker. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's like this is like the rock star Joker. And you could say Mark Hamill's voice is like the true Joker, and then Heath Ledger's is like the hobo Joker. Do you know what I mean? So it's good that they're almost creating a different type of Joker each time. It'd be interesting to see how it works and how it ties into Batman versus Superman. Because I noticed when I watched the two trailers, it seemed that there was a very—I mean—I know you can see Batman allegedly in this trailer, whether it's really Batman or not. I mean, I know they saw that the Batmobile was on set, wasn't it? There was people in the Batmobile on set and things like that. But it seemed to really tie... Especially at the end when the Joker's saying, I don't want to kill you, I just really want to hurt you. If you watch the Superman vs. Batman trailer, you can see Joker has written on one of Batman's suits. No, that's actually
2: Robin's suit.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. Someone said that it's actually Robin's suit, and the implication is that Joker has killed Robin. So it would be really... if you. You well, like, maybe Joker's talk to Batman, we, like why would I we kill you we do kill you? know,
2: we do know that she was in um, she was in Donnie Darker and uh, I forget her name, is it Jenna Malone or something like that uh who's in Donnie Darker and Sucker so- Punch, yeah, she's been cast as yeah. Robin, but, but that is like uh, one of the you know that's the Robin in The Dark Knight uh, Returns, which is the thing that basically has like Superman and Batman fight, you know so that that's that's yeah. one of the biggest influence. So you know, and there are many Robins. So I I, w- I would yeah. I would say that this is kind of like one of the, like Joker's. Obviously, he's killed a Robin, which he has done. Uh, there's there's yeah. various different Robins, and this is like a newer age Robin, which is like a female. Uh, so I I think that's where they're going with it. So I think that's going to be one like another little thing where they like reference that. The fact that, oh, well, you know, she, he happens, he's he's coming back and he has to get a new recruit and it turns out to be a chick this time. So I think that's one of the things. I mean, watching the Batman vs Superman trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, well, now I'm actually really sold on this. I really want to... So those things that, I mean, I'm still concerned about how... I think I'm I'm too concerned that they're going to try and do too much. But there was there was enough in it, makes So oh, that was good. Oh, that's intriguing. Like one insta, I think what kind of like it did really well. And I'm not sure if it was like a they've always planned this or they've just listened to like the reaction that Man of Steel got. But they actually made like the destruction of Metropolis actually be like the the actual tipping point for Batman to like get right now. Yeah. You know, which kind of made sense. And it kind of like it kind of solves that issue now. It kind of like go. But there's no repercussion. Oh, there is now yeah, oh, okay. yeah.
1: That, that's gonna be really interesting to see so i'm looking forward to suicide squad i'm not a huge dc fan i mean i've got some batman comics and things like that but i think overall the f- like especially in the, the films i don't i like. I enjoyed batman begins and i really liked dark knight i wasn't too impressed with dark knight rises and man of steel was okay so dc films really haven't grabbed me the way marvel has so it will be interesting to see speaking of superheroes still the final Fantastic Four trailer was released this week as well, and I think I am possibly the only person who's really looking forward to this. I really enjoyed the first two Fantastic Four films, and I know they're loads of shite. And I'm not even going to say they're my guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty for liking the things. No, that you I shouldn't like. do. I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not good. I mean, the CGI was pants at the time. Jessica Alba as Sue Storm. I mean.
2: Yeah, that's all you need to say, really
1: yeah chris evans I, I thought he was good and uh, is it michael chiklis yeah the
2: sh- guy. like
1: his his i thought his suit was it doesn't look too bad i mean he's supposed to be a big rock one so what can you do but i mean the cast in on this one seems really good and i like the fact it's like people are going to complain oh they didn't go into space they went to another dimension but ned's always complaining it's what we do you know yeah it's just, we can't help it. But I'm really looking forward to it because I I really enjoyed it, especially. I thought uh, Rise of Silver Surfer was boss. <laughs> I really think that's a really good film. But it's going to be really interesting. And, like, the cast are a lot younger, so I assume it's got to do more with the Ultimate Universe.
2: And um, just, it's I, I think it's going to be good. I'm it, it, it does seem to be going on the right We're going to take this in a really serious direction. I'm not sure if I've seen the latest trailer. I mean, I've seen two trailers so I'm not entirely sure if I've seen the actual one that, that you're talking about, but uh, the general, you know, I'm kind of uh, a little bit thinking that this will probably be, again, like the Dark Horse of the summer releases. Like this, I mean, out, out, of, all, out of all the films, I mean, I like, certainly Genesis was, or Genesis or whatever it's pronounced, um, a lot of people say, or, or pretty much like panning that from the start before they've seen it. Yeah. So, but uh, this is kind of, having a similar reaction, but I think the way the trailer is cut, it does seem pretty humorless. But to be honest with you, it, it doesn't seem to give too much away and I'm kind of thinking that uh, this will out of all the films this summer, this will what this will be the one who's most likely to surprise everyone. To ever, people will go in expecting it to be a bit pants. But actually actually that wasn't quite good. That was actually quite good. I quite like that. So that's that's my my money's betting on the fact that Fantastic Four will be a lot better than what people were expecting it to be. And I think that's all for me about my for my movie news this week. Oh, so yeah, so it's basically, I <laughs> mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> just, well, yeah, what what else is there? I mean, uh...
1: no one like this. it's it's after Comic Con and.
2: So what's next? What's next? Are we doing uh box office. Ant Man, we are doing. Should, Ant-Man. should we save Ant Man to last? Because. Yeah, sure. Do you want to do the gallows? All right! All right! All
1: right! Here we go. Can I get some stealth, please?
0: <laughs> yeah, this place is super creepy, anyway. Alright, here's the stage. Let's do what we came here for.
2: For you, sir.
0: Who the hell would be in here? Right
2: now? Hello? So, Gallows is another found footage horror film. Ooh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> is that, like, a hint of how you feel well, it? it? Well, it's got absolute power, but again, I think I may be coming, I don't know, should we say easily please because I didn't find it that bad, but yeah, basically, it's, yeah, it's just like, found footage again, really? I mean, that's what's one more pickup pick-up things, like, okay, I get the whole reason it's found footage is a thing, but I, I just find, just just shoot, make it normally, who gives a shit it's found footage or not? I just don't understand, you know, cause all it just it just limits you. It's like, oh, we have to have to, we'll have to be all set be on cell phones now, you know. It's like, oh, we we'll have to be clever. It's like, yeah, but it's not clever. Blavitch did it like 10, 15 years ago. Who gives a shit now? <laughs> Sorry, but it it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like you just you just give yourself an obstacle to go around. Why can't you just, you know, if if you really want that that you know iPhone um, video camera aesthetic, just shoot like that anyway and just make that the aesthetic rather than be like like a whole setup thing like oh well it's it's footage that we found that is actually quite already quite nicely edited whatever <laughs> so <laughs> yeah basically it's a found footage of a film set at high school uh, based around uh, a play that was back in 1993 it starts off with uh, seeing a video uh, camera footage of a play set in 1993 where uh, a character has to so it's to be hung and he is actually hung like uh, an accidental death on stage and then it cuts to um now where the the play called the gallows is actually de- de- going back and redoing it and uh we get introduced uh, to certain uh, to certain character pretty much jock type characters where one jock is kind of fancies like uh, the, the the lead girl so he's gone in for the lead role and he's pretty much it's meant to be pretty bad bad in the role but um his, his mates keep sort of basically just pissing around and being fucking obnoxious twats but the whole thing it kind of reminded me a bit of project x which i fucking despised because it's just like these characters are you know like the pretty the, the main character who's got the camera he's doing all the filming is pretty much one of the worst human beings you could ever meet in your life but um but you think but, but i go i go with it because this is a horror film so he's probably going to meet a gruesome death. So you go, okay, it's fine. Unlike Project X where he just goes like, hey, it's great. And they get away with it and you think, fuck you. So basically it comes up, it comes up with the idea. It's like, actually, know, why, why, don't, why don't we break in and destroy the set? Because, you know, that's a nice thing to do. So they do that and they get locked in and then they seem to get... Um, hunted by uh, a guy basically a basically hangman with a noose who seems to be, be out to kill them and it's pretty dumb it has its it it, it kind of wants to have a cake cake and eat it i mean uh, part of it's filmed on like actual iphones some of it's filmed on an actual camcorder so it kind of cuts between that sort of footage and it kind of it kind of wants to like sort of build up suspense but basically there's one moment where a coward gets separated and it stays with the the other people trying to get trying to get the other person back, and then and then and then after that's resolved, it kind of cuts to what the other person was seeing, and it just kind of feels like you kind of want to have your cake and eat it. It kind of like it get it, I feel like it should have just chosen which side to go on, and it just feels pretty much too too much like they just couldn't it couldn't make couldn't decide what to he couldn't decide between the two couldn't he? kind of he kind of thought okay i I like like the idea of doing that but also i also want the viewers to see this you know so on that level i felt like well okay it doesn't really hold weight but you know i i I enjoyed it 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 had enough tense moments had a couple of jump scares in it but it has pretty much this last scene is pretty much pointless and is so fucking dumb and silly it almost ruins it but you know but you know what if if you see it on netflix one night you know, it's, like, 80 minutes long. You know, if any, if it was any longer, it would probably feel too long. But, you know, give it a go, it's fine. I, 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 I enjoyed it, even though the ending is fucking pants, but... Do <laughs> so you think that, like,
1: found footage has
2: had its day? It, I just think, like, even, like, some film like Chronicle, which I actually quite like that that was probably the, the last... That and End to Watch, I think, the two kind of found footage films that... I generally thought they were fucking great. Uh, Chronicle just about gets away with it because it, it kind of like plays this whole idea of, like, well, all its camera angles are played on, like, a camera from somewhere, as, you know, whether it's someone filming or a surveillance camera or... or this, <laughs> it kind of just about got away with it, and the story kind of pulled it through. I, and End of and Watch, I just felt... they don't. It's, it, again, it kind of leads to myself, I really liked End of Watch, but the whole thing with Jake Gyllenhaal setting up, like, oh, I'm going to film everything, just feels like, what's the point in that shit? Just, just film it, like, as it is, as, as you know, as, as the film does, just don't make up excuses of, like, why the camera has to be there, it's like, it's a film, we know where camera has to be there to shoot things, you know, so just just have it as a normal film, because at the end of the day you're just building up other things, but even though I've really liked them to watch anyway. So, but that's what I think found footage tends to do these days, it just it just you're just building an obstacle course and a reason, and, and a reason for a camera to be there and and, and, and they always end up cheating as well you always end up like cutting away to some some other part, thinking well who's filming that, why is the camera working in that condition Why, you know it's it, it's just, I mean I've not seen half the now, I mean apparently like there's a ton of them just cheating I think what's the point, just if you want that aesthetic, just be a normal film but just shoot it with an iPhone or shoot it with a camcorder if you want that kind of natural on the scene aesthetic to it rather than the glossiness of it and that's another thing about the colors as well you know for something that's like shot on camera phones and and camcorders it does look very glossy as well so you know again it wasn't cake and eat it i guess but there you are
1: i think when they try and um, like force a reason why they're recording it was it me and my brother watched a bigfoot one uh Was oh,
2: that a recent one Is that, that been on netflix or something or
1: it was on Sky Movies. It was on, like, Sky On Demand. I can't for the life of me remember what it was called. And it was a guy going to make a documentary about Bigfoot with his girlfriend. And I, so you can kind of understand why they had the camera. But then they're recording all the personal conversations. And I was like, well, if you yeah. making a documentary about Bigfoot, why would you record that? I think its place is definitely really in the kind of horror genre. You, I don't think you could make much of a, an action film. Do final footage because then you're gonna waste all your money on these effects that you're not going to see properly because it's supposed to be shot through like a camera phone and stuff like that but it would, it's i think it's got a bit more life left in it personally but i think over the next two or three years it'll start maybe peeping
2: out a little bit i don't know but it's, it's like it's lasted quite a bit though isn't it it's gone.
1: it really has considering like Blair Witch was like 1999 now so you're talking 15 years so and you also saw selfie <laughs> You've built an empire from the ground up. Mr. Hale, it's an
0: honor. The man who built New York.
1: People will insist that your buildings make you immortal. Now, as you slip away, do you feel immortal? We offer humanity's greatest minds more time to fulfill their potential. Designed to offer you the very best of the human experience.
0: It's alive. An empty vessel. If we do this, there's no turning back. Your old life is over.
2: Yeah, which again was another no film that got pan, but I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, basically Ryan Reynolds played well no actually no does start right Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Uh, <laughs> ben Kingsley. <laughs> he, he he plays a big wealthy businessman who is uh die- who is dying he's got um, a strange daughter who doesn't want, wants nothing to do with him and he basically strikes a deal with uh, matthew good who uh he gives him well basically i can give you a new body essentially and you can have a new life and he goes Okay, fine. And that new body is Ryan, Ren- is Ryan Reynolds. And th- things turn out he's, he's actually you know quite enjoying it. He gets used to it. He starts having vivid dreams of like he's not quite sure about whether the what's going on, whether it's sort of old memories or just or just random dreams popping in. But um, it, what, what it turns out that uh, the body isn't actually cloned like he thought it was. It is in fact someone else who someone else who's had a previous life and he goes on to find answers and then the film actually to my surprise turned into an action film um which i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be like like one of these like kind of sci-fi kind of drama type things like uh limit limitless or something like that but it actually turns out turns out to be kind of well, what if we did limit uh, limitless but then decides oh no, we're going to do like a like a few action scenes thrown in and you know me being a bit of an action nerd, I kind of liked that. I was like, yes, sign me up for that. And I kind of, I, 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 did. I kind of enjoyed it. It, it could have been shorter, I think. Uh, you yeah, know, there, there were, there were a few issues, but you know, I, Ryan Reynolds kicking ass, and uh, you know, playing with a few interesting ideas, and Matthew Good being a little bit, bit creepy and a bit nerdy, you know. I was absolutely fine i i i like i like the ideas I like the ideas of uh, those um, those basically the main henchman it, like keeps coming back but in different bodies. Because <laughs> he keep, 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 gets, keeps getting like pretty much like mortally wounded than like just then, then they obviously just put' him into a new body it's like i kinda like i kinda like that idea so um yeah those uh there was something to enjoy again i think it's uh, yeah it's a good, good freestyle film for me, but then others hated it, so what do i know? I like, like no, Terminator well. Genesis.
1: I like Terminator
2: Genesis. I know. Well, you know, we're right, but obviously... But...
1: Well, that's why we're on a podcast and the other people... <laughs> <laughs> uh, every week I think I'm going to say something stupid and get a load of shit and it's and I never do. I'm obviously not being offensive enough.
2: <laughs> we, can, we can try. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. <laughs> so, this
1: so, is so just out. So, to... Okay, if they're
2: on Netflix, kind of film. Basically, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I do have to acknowledge that I've I've read a lot of people have not liked certain things, but I do think both films have something to enjoy in them. You know, uh, yeah, I so say Gallows has, I thought had had some quite tense moments and some genuine shot, even though had it has issues. But it's eighty minutes, so it gives a fuck, you know. And I mean, it, it, I mean, it, I mean, at an age where most most things are like. Two, uh, like two hours or over that, you know, it's ninety. I always appreciate when a film is ninety minutes or, you know, eighty minutes. So you know, it, it it knows when to get the fuck out. But you know, it 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 does have some dumb moments. You know, Limitless could have been fleshed out a lot more. But I I did you say Limitless? <laughs> Selfless Sorry, because I so, yeah, I used <laughs> Limitless as a, as a reference point. So yeah, you did. So that's kind of like I thought it was going to be like that, but it was. It turned out to be actually be an action film, which kind of pleasantly surprised me. But um. Yeah, yeah, I I can, I, I did kinda like that. It. it was directed by the guy who did the cell uh, selfless. God, that's a film I haven't thought about. Yeah, um he did um that uh, Mirror Mirror as well and uh
1: Oh yeah Yeah.
2: The film that wasn't quite as good as Snow White and the Huntsman. And mm, uh yeah, it was... and we all know how good that film was. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so-
1: Two solid recommendations. Yeah, kind of
2: like, sort of, yeah, why not, kind
1: of. Yeah, being generous this week. Yeah. (laughs) Right, box office. This week, number 10, Song of the Sea, which looks just so beautiful. I've seen the trailer for it a couple of times, and it just looks so whimsical and calming and soothing, and I might actually go see this. It took 72,000... And it's first week, and it, it, I, first I thought it was like Studio Ghibli, because it's kind of got a very similar vibe, but it just looks beautiful, it really does, so if you don't want to take your kids to see Minions,
2: Minions,
1: I'm going to see, uh, fucking Minions. But, uh, ah. number nine, I can't, I just, I can't, they're fucking everywhere, and my son has got like, so much Minion stuff, and it's driving me insane, goddamn kids. Number nine is Love and Mercy, which took 105,000 in its first week. Also, which I have heard absolutely nothing about. So,
2: yeah, I've I've heard good things. I mean, I've not seen it myself, but I think I've, no, I've known like a few people who've seen it and said that it's been really good. So, yeah, I, I was I, I think I missed I think I missed my chance to see it in the cinema, but um, I'll I will definitely check it out at some point.
1: And number eight is Spy, which has taken almost 10 million to date, and I actually caught up with this um, earlier on in the week and really enjoyed it. Tad too long Definitely, definitely. Um,
2: but like two hours think, should not be. It's not. It's yeah. ninety minutes. Should have half an hour taken out.
1: I thought my like Jason Statham was my favourite. <laughs> of course, this film. Jason. <laughs> Jason's,
2: Jason's <laughs> favourite bad in, in any film, quite frankly.
1: He's just when he's talking about you know my girlfriend died because she got she fell out of a plane and got hit by another plane and I reattached my arm with my other arm and I was in a car on fire and I was like I love you.
2: I I'm on a fucking lake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> until melissa mccarthy just started mouthing off at rose Bain, i didn't enjoy it as much like when she turned into kind of like her bridesmaid character where
2: basically she's like oh I'm, I'm so confident and all this stuff
1: but I, I really enjoyed it so i'm glad to see that quite well uh number seven is empire strikes back which was again seriously it, uh-huh, two million so far six weeks on release so it's looking good for the star wars film in december anyway and empire everyone says empire is like the best one and then at number six is amy the amy winehouse documentary which has taken just over a million um a lot of people i know on facebook have seen this and said it's quite like it's quite heartbreaking and it's very emotional however amy winehouse's dad is apparently portrayed in a really bad light so he's got a huge problem with it but isn't that's always the best documentaries when someone gets pissed off after it's come out you know it's probably really good I might
2: actually see if I can catch probably cuz they portrayed it as the truth it's like i mean like i mean <laughs> the thing is he's probably got he probably got pissed off cuz he's like been betrayed as as a parent who basically just like exploited her daughter for money basically or just like or just like pushed her door further in the, in the limelight so she can make more money and yeah it's I like think... you know i was like well i'm pissed off like well yeah but it kind of happened though didn't it so <laughs>
1: yeah I'm... I've heard um, basically a lot of people say that that's exactly how he's portrayed as a man who ignored his daughter's needs to basically keep getting what he wanted. But, you know, apparently he, he said you're already getting one half of the story, they're going to make a new documentary, and blah, blah, blah. So, number five, Magic Mike XXL, which has taken nearly four million, which I'm not surprised at. What really surprised me about the first one <clears throat> is I went to see her. And I didn't go see it to see Channing Tatum take his clothes off because I don't like Channing Tatum. I thought, oh, I'll go see this because you know the director he's got such prestige and the screen was full of thirty to forty year old women shouting at the screen. throwing he money, the kids off all the way through. Pretty much, it was really it was like a hen party in there till they stopped taking the clothes off and everyone was like, oh, it's good. Ugh, characters. Just... <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so um, I haven't seen
2: this yet, so I don't. Um, know what it I mean, is. It's, it's it's cool. more. Dancy, it's more i mean like yeah. i was quite surprised i was thinking i was thinking like it was going to be like it, it like the film that people were expecting the first one to be which is basically just like mm-hmm. more like pretty much be all just guys taking the shirts off from abs and kind of like it's like yeah but where's any character from? but i the, 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 there is actually more of that i mean it's more it does involve like the, the other guys a lot more so it's it there is there is some story even though it doesn't really have a story but it feels like it's just like a character piece about these guys just getting together doing a thing and it has like i say it does have like a really sort of a positive look at like the like the male strippers are like that they're actually there for good intentions they know they're like appreciate women and like they're to kind of like to, to to essentially sort of give them a good time Know and in, in the same, all oh, honest fun and have fun themselves and just you know appreciate women in kind of some sort of way. So it does have good qualities in it, and I actually was quite surprised. I enjoyed it quite a lot. He, he, even like the, the dance stuff as well. I thought, fuck me, that's impressive. I mean, <laughs> there was a bit literally where like Shining Tatum just flips over a chair with a girl in it. Literally, just 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 flips over. And then at one point he's there like literally upside down, like pretty much doing like on top like literally sort of hand like ha- hands on the hands on the chair like lifting himself upside down like sort of pretty much doing like push-ups it's just like man <laughs> <laughs> did you want to stand up just
1: giving like a slow clap just like
2: bravo? i just I I, I I i just sat there thinking that yeah it's 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 the there's the, the, few like immortals that walk the earth and there's a like, one one of them is the rock obviously yeah Obviously. but I was like, channing, I mean, you know, he he has got it all, in he, really? He's just handsome, he's he's got he's got his body to die for and top off he comes across as such a nice genuine guy, the bastard. So uh, <laughs> I was about to say that <laughs> he's like oh God So yes. God damn you Channing Tatum, how yeah. bad are
1: you? <clears throat> Number four is mine and chris's favorite Terminated yeah <laughs> taking over seven million it's not
2: that it bad. is, it is. It's I mean, like i mean i did a podcast more. with it this week which i've yet to post, and i, I i'm surprised surprised i was the only one saying yeah but come on it was fun though uh, and it's i mean like, the, look, um, a lot of people's are like the arguments are valid it is yeah yes yes it's fucking stupid it makes no fucking sense yes Yes, you'd say that Jai Courtney's miscast, yes, yeah, yeah all, all these things, but in the day, of the day, I, you know, I, I had fun, it was pacey, it had good action scenes, Yeah, yeah it, it did some cool shit, who... I don't know, well, Yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, do you know who Jai Courtney reminds me of? Ron Pellman. Really? I imagine, I th- not in the way he acts, in his face, I think he's... Well, you
2: think he's going to have some massive accident or something like that? <laughs> no,
1: just okay. I just, I was looking at him thinking you remind me of someone but thats remind of. no I agree it, it definitely has some interesting ideas and things like that and I thought it was going to be really awful and I did not want to see it and I was really pleasantly surprised yeah. so we give it a thumbs up I, I, I certainly give it a
2: thumbs up definitely
1: number three Jurassic World taking over 57 million once again I really enjoyed it some people really fucking hated it whatever action it's, it's got dinosaurs to Chris Pratt. there you are if you are easily pleased like me, go see it. Very good. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Ted 2, three, over three and a half million in its first week. Nah, I'm not, I haven't seen it. Not really. You're Bally not a Family it. Guy,
2: Seth yeah. fan? No.
1: Do you know what? I Family Guy and American Dad are those shows that I will... If I don't know what to watch on Netflix, or I'm reading a book or something like that, I'll stick it on in the background. And I could just watch it on a loop. And I know the first Ted film was okay, I'm just not really... And I don't quite like Marky Mark. I'm I do. Mark. Honestly, I just like yeah, It's Marky Mark. Yeah. So, but I don't know. There's just something about... I probably will see it, but I won't see it in the pictures. So I'll probably see it when it comes it, out in detail. Again, in I That's
2: think like... the problem is, and it's the same thing with Ted 2. I mean, I mean, um, with the first Ted, Ted 2. I mean, Ted 2 is a bit more... It feels very much like a Family Guy episode more than, like, Ted was or or... What the in the West kind of thing they did? Oh, yeah, I know that's one. Um, yeah, it does feel a lot more familiar but again, it's the same problem with that was with the first uh, step. <laughs> and and plus ten million days down the West, it's like Stephen Fallon does not know how to write a film script. He 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 knows how to make jokes, and yes, they are offensive, and yes, they are. They are depending on your taste, but he does not. You know, it's like it they just go on. and There's no real actual story structure and. That, that's his main problem. If he, if he made a, a solid story structure that was about 90 minutes, it would work a heck of a lot better. Ted would have worked a heck of a lot better if it had that. If it was 90 minutes and had a solid solid narrative to follow, you can still have all these like random little jokes in that, that make the film funny. But it needs to be, you need to, keep, you need to keep it in the image, you need to be on point. And yeah, with comedy, you have to work a lot harder and it just. Seems like when he tries as a film, he just kind of like goes, ah, yeah. Well, we'll just I'll just throw in random jokes I and mean, yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that. Then. And it just doesn't hold together as a film. But um, it has it has enough jokes to make it to make it work well. So if you like Family Guy, where? Uh,
1: number one, no surprise, is Minions twenty seven million. Uh, I I assume this is gonna be number one next week as well. I don't think Ant Man will really? be number one.
0: real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week individual results may vary hey dave yeah randy since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it Bombus. absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for twenty percent off your first
2: purchase.
1: I think all the kids are off and oh, uh, I Yeah, but things are Bob, Bob to sell after. and it's you
2: know my, yeah, getting it, lot of
1: it, it does. It does, but I don't know, I've just got a feeling that maybe minions will hold on for another week, you know, and <sighs> Um, my son keeps asking to go see it again, and I keep lying and saying it's not on the pictures anymore.
2: Oh, you got Inside mm-hmm. Out as well coming out.
1: Yes, we are going to see that on Friday. I have promised we can go see that. But not just... minions. Yeah, not minions. But no surprise that it's it's still number one. Anyway, wrapping that up, let's talk some Marvel films. Marvel, Ant Man, Marvel. Marvel,
2: Marvel.
0: Imagine a soldier size of an insect the ultimate secret weapon if you give godlike powers to everyone it's gonna be chaos
1: so how do we stop him
0: by knowing I
2: Scott I've been watching you for a while you're different
0: and I believe everyone deserves a shot at redemption do you Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over. What do you want me to do? I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. Makes
1: sense. Man, I've been asked to say this. What is this? A film for ants? There you go, <laughs> Abbo. I hope you happy now. Okay?
2: Boom, boom!
1: <laughs> My boyfriend, he asked me to say And Abbo did say that when the film started, so...
2: Yeah, Ant- well, 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 um, I guess, well, I guess I guess the was can be a really good time. Get it?
1: Ah, clever, clever. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah. I'm scrounging so, of
2: random puns for this film.
1: <laughs> I right, I admittedly didn't see the first three minutes of this film because some asshole was so aggressive to me yesterday in the screen. I actually walked out and cried. So I didn't see the first three minutes. So I can't. If the first three minutes were amazing and the best of the film, I couldn't tell you about them. Ant Man is. St- Paul Rudd, Scotland. Lang, um, he's an ex-con who is, you know, he's down as well, he can't get a job, he can't see his daughter, why is he marrying this asshole cop, so his friends, who were hilarious in the song, tasked to say, "Oh, we've got a tip, we want you to sneak in and steal, this, steal something and blow up the safe, and it's actually all set up from Michael Douglas, who is the original Ant-Man, and he's looking for a new Ant-Man because he wants to steal something off Darren Cross, who is Corey Stoll, who some of you may know from The Strain or from Law and Order. From House which... of Cards as
2: well.
1: I don't watch House uh, He's in the first
2: season.
1: So yeah, they want to steal something off him so he can't get all the power and create all these soldiers and blah 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 blah. Edgar Wright was originally supposed to direct this and I was so excited because I love Edgar Wright and I was so excited when they cast Paul Rudd and unfortunately for whatever reason he left and it was directed by Peyton Reed. I would say, if I was going to mark this on a scale compared to all the other Marvel films... I would put this somewhere in the region of Thor.
2: Okay, uh, it's, it uh, depends on what. Where do you feel about Thor, though? Are you? Thor,
1: I would say Thor. If I'm going to rate it one to ten, Thor's like a six and a half. Okay. So it's, yeah, so I mean,
2: it's, I, to be honest, I, I do like. I have a soft major soft soft spot for Thor, but so but I can certainly see where you're going. It, it is, I wouldn't say it's up there with the best, but but then again, <laughs> well, that's not to just, say there's, there's, it does anything wrong. It's just it no, it it's it just an enjoyable. It's just an enjoyable film that kind of like is again it's playful it kind of has fun fun with itself it you know it it it's the one that feels more like a comedy as well
1: yeah it's a heist movie too. yeah and you know if if once the soldier's the spy one the espionage one this is a heist movie I felt I think I felt like they were building up for a really long time to him actually going in and committing the heist and then I don't know I felt like the the first bit before the heist they could have edited that down a little bit maybe. I thought the support and cast were great. I love Evangeline Lilly. Michael Douglas is really good. Corey Stoll was, I think he walked a very fine line between being absolutely off his rocker crazy. He he,
2: he did he did play. I mean I was like I mean I do like Corey Stoll, but I, I, I was going into it I was thinking is he the right guy to be a bit uh, like the the big bad? I mean he he comes across more as a, a character actor rather than someone who can like hold it as a as the main lead. As, as the main villain, you know, some, you know, but he does a good job as being a bit of a cunt. He, he, yeah. Well, I say a bit of a, he, he does pretty much just vaporise someone on the willy hilly, but yeah, he's, he, he does, he is, he is a pretty nasty piece of work in this film, really, and, and, and he does a good job of it, so, kudos.
1: Yeah. I liked, um, I mean in the comics um hank pym is a bit of an asshole and an mm. alcoholic and he's really a bit of a shitter to uh, wasp Janet Van Dyne. he's obviously not in this film because she's apparently she's just not in this film let's just say that um so it was i thought you know when michael douglas was like losing his temper with evangeline and lily and shouting at her i thought that kind of to me showed shades of like the hank pym in the comics like a bit of a heart mm. a bit of a temper And then you could also link it to the fact that he said to Paul Rudd, the suit takes its toll. So is his mind a little bit gone because of the suit and things like that? It was quite interesting. I thought the bit where... uh, (laughs) he like The Thomas the Tank bit.
2: Yeah.
1: That really made me laugh. And it was really good to see, like, what would you do with this power? Do you know? I mean, I think the first bit where he shrunk in the bathtub and he fell through into the club, I wasn't too... Like that didn't really hold my attention, and considering it was the first time he used his powers, I was a bit like, okay then. But later on, I was really interested to see how they utilise the, you know, when he blows up the glass when he's stuck inside the yellow jacket thing because he's got the little things, and Mm -hmm. then he's trying to hit yellow jacket and hits. So there was interesting points where I thought like, okay, so you've shown me a little bit what you could do with your powers. But that first little bit where he he turns the suit on, I did. I wasn't a I wasn't too impressed, and I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on why that bit didn't just grab me so
2: much. Was a, didn't it just feel, like, underwhelmed? Like it wasn't like, oh, like you thought, oh, this is rubbish. It just felt like a bit, yeah, I'm just a bit underwhelmed.
1: Yeah, it was like, this is okay, you know. Um, But I think, like, the whole film kind of felt like that. It's not a bad film by any means. No one is bad in it. There's, it's not, like you said, it's like a comedy but I think the comedy wasn't as I don't know it's not as overt as in say like you know in Avengers where um like when the whole punch is Thor and stuff like that yeah the the really funny bit was with uh, his friends when he's like you know talking about okay so my cousin Ignacio is talking to me and I'm at this wine tasting you know how I'm not into red wine I'm more into rose like, and like smiles the and movement the... yeah I like that I like that bit that bit made me smile and you know it's it's the whole it's a theme of redemption you know he's a He's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy because he's a bad guy with good intentions, and he tries to do the right thing and all that kind of mm. stuff. So, um, and I, I, I love Paul Rudd's casting in this. I really like Paul Rudd. So that was it. Was really interesting. The bit with the um, I thought the best bit where he showcases powers is when he's fighting Yellow,
2: Falcon. yellow Jacket. Oh, Fal- oh,
1: yeah, yeah. When he's fighting Falcon, I thought that was like the best bit where I was like, it showed him like how he was using his powers because. Even though I read the comics and stuff, when I saw the trailer and it was like she was like, you know, you can go really small, but you'll be like a bullet, and I was like, "Mm, yeah, but you know, when you say like that, it sounds sounds kind of shit. But when you saw him fighting Falcon and he was going small to become more powerful, I thought that was Mm. a better, better showing off for him. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You could, I can kind of thought you could see what was going to happen in the end. well it's like it's it's the first
2: film as well. It's like. You know, it's, yeah. the, it's a similar sort of form. It's like a guy starts off, he's like, you know, he's, he's aware he, he's this guy. He he, he he gets this. He gets the power. He, he learns how to use his power. He, he finds out reason for using, using the power for good. He defeats the bad guy. Credits.
1: The bit where he's talking about, like, the reactor and you'll shrink between the atoms and you'll just, you know, bad things can happen. That was, I think, you know, it was a bit like, okay, take this and put this in the back of your mind and save it for a Mm. bit later, because you're going to need to know that information. Also, the the extra credit scenes, like, I was a bit like, did I wait for that? Because I thought the first one was fairly obvious, and the second one I was a bit like, meh.
2: Well, the second one, you can tell, it wasn't actually shot by anyone who made Ant-Man. It was was made, like, on set for Civil War, probably. And and, yeah. and I think it's it's it, that was like the window for Ant-Man to come into Civil War because it's like obviously yeah. Falcon s- spoilers. Mm-hmm. we are basically just spoiling the the last bit of the film. But basically, it's like <coughs> it's repeating what Michael Douglas says, like but like like Captain's like oh we need oh we oh we're gonna need. But also, it's just like casually reveals oh yeah we found Bucky. <laughs> Just casually. Yeah, no, like, like, like Oh yeah, yeah the guy we could find before, like, we were talk about in uh, the last film, uh, Avengers. Avengers agreed Ultron. Yeah, yeah, we we can't we we can't we can't find Bucky. Oh yeah, we found him. <laughs> and it's like, It's cool. It's all cool, we got this. Just casually in a fucking in a fucking end credit sequence as well. Um <laughs> and it's like and it's like, and he's like, I think I know a guy, and because it, it ends with the fact that old oh, Falcon's looking for him as well, so it kind of like, yeah, oh, he's like thinking, right, I think I might need someone who can do that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's 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 a nice way to say that they're gonna be, he's gonna be like essentially in Avengers, and I suppose in a kind of way it, it feels like very confident the fact that because there was a lot of um, doubts about this since like right dropped out. Yeah. that like this may be like the biggest risk Marvel took and this out, out of them out of the films this could be the one that might just do one bill and just just not bother doing anything else with but they but, but they kind of like film is like no we're sticking with the you know the, the Marvel thing this is tied into what's other shit si- other, other shit's happening I mean it start, I mean, the first scene starts off with Hank Pym like kicking off about about something with Haley Atwell and uh you know, sorry, with Peggy Carter and um, Howard Stark, yeah, you know. mm. and and some other dude who is uh, a baddie. So that's be a baddie. Spoilers. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's not really a spoiler because it, cause it, cause, cause Ham, Michael Douglas, by, by the way, the, the the special effects to make Michael Douglas young again looked really good. I mean, you can tell obviously it's been yeah. computers' foot, but you know, I still look pretty impressive considering. Mm. You know, considering that he punches him in the face. And you can tell he's a bit of a fucking dick. You can tell, like, right. Well, you know, he's probably going to start out to be a bit of a, a like a, a baddie of some description. So, one of the things I went into watching the film was thinking because obviously Edgar Wright left the film from for should we say basically because he he, he did, it wasn't they wanted to change it into something that wasn't quite his vision, so he left the project. But obviously, you know the script was still written, they so just, just rewrit it and you know, just I ch- basically just changed some parts of it. So I think the things like the Thomas the Tank engine bit, definitely Edgar Wright all over that. Yeah. The, the 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 bit definitely I thought was Edgar right was the uh the bit where they're fighting in the case and he, and like a yellow jacket says I am going to destroy you, destroy by the cure and he just and it's yeah. fight to like the cure song like what I played on like on a phone. I thought that was fucking brilliant. Um but um yeah, I, I, I did. I did go in wondering what was Edgar, Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish's influence on what wasn't, and how the film would have been different. Um, and I don't think it would have been that much different. And I think I could be wrong, but I think the the main reason why Edgar Wright left was the decision to put Falcon in it and have and make it that because I think he wanted his own film to a certain. Yeah. I think that was the only part of the film that felt like. Oh shit! This is a this is an Avengers film. They went full on, you know. So, and I, and I, so I think that's probably why they left. He left as director. I don't know how. Did you, how did you feel? Like, did you feel the any echo like, rightness Joe Joe Causher's influence? I
1: I agree with like the Thomas Tank thing and definitely with the fight in the briefcase. But I, I can't say I was looking too much for the their influences in it. Um, because I kind of didn't want to go yeah. in and be looking for Edgar Wright, because I was I was you know when he left I was gutted because I would have. Because re- be honest, known. I don't think it'd be
2: that much different. Yeah.
1: No, I I, I I don't really myself, but I knew Edgar Wright had been working on this for a really 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 long time, so it was kind of sad that he mm. didn't get to see it through. But like you said, I don't I don't necessarily think it would be that much different. Um, the dry humour was there. Mm. I think that's quite the, the, the staple I mean don't get me wrong if someone said actually we've got a great cut of Ant-Man he actually finished it so when he just came in and redid it like I, I would say alright then but I don't think it would be that different I mean like, uh, like I said before there's there's nothing mm. wrong with it but at the same time I kind of felt like something was missing but I don't know what it was it's a solid film in mm. every way but I just feel like I don't know I, d- I don't know.
2: I can't really put it into words too well. I, I do know what you mean. It's just it's it. You want to say underwhelming? Didn't quite underwhelmed, but there is just a hint of underwhelming. Like it's like it, it didn't. Yeah. It, it does its job. It, it just it just wasn't like oh. It, it just make, didn't make you go oh wow, well, that was fucking ace. You went oh that was that was all right. Oh that was yeah. good. You know it, it's it's one of those films. It doesn't really do anything. It's nice to see Paul Rudd in a film that's doing not like some sort of wacky comedy or some sort of drama slash comedy he's actually in a like a Marvel film it's nice to see him in it and he does does a good job it's also nice to see Michael Douglas I thought he, he, he did a really really good job as essentially like the, the second lead you know I um, what I liked by those subtle little like things like the opening scene with Scott in, in a fight and it turns out it's actually not a fight it's like a <laughs> it, it it's like a rite of passage for leaving <laughs> oh, I see I,
1: I didn't see that oh okay minute. yeah he was he was
2: back in his friend's flat. Yeah, those those little sort of things that kind of make you think like that was like oh that's like it was something that turned out to be something else that was kind of like oh, there, was, there was loads of little things like that and uh, and there was certain little things like like the you know the, the typical stereotypical like kiss of between like hero and the girl. Uh, anyway, you know, yeah. I liked how that that was handled because it kind of it, it kind of just doesn't do it the old school like oh god they're gonna kiss now. It was kind of like a. Caught on the act kind of thing, rather more than anything. It's like, oh, oh, right. Well, we just like you almost want kind to of go. Hang on, hang on. Did I just miss something? But it, I. But afterwards, I was like, I kind of like that. I. It just, yeah, avoided all the cheese and just made it funny. So, um, mm. yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it's a good solid entry. Uh, I, I would look forward to see what they do him in, in the Avengers films uh, and possibly his sequel. So yeah. Definitely, and I think the next Marvel
1: film now is.
2: Civil War, isn't it? That's the next it's, one.
1: It's Civil War, which, you know, It's a big one. I mean it's it is. It's a big pretty um, much
2: Avengers free.
1: I was about to say it's it's pretty much it's, Avengers 3. It's missing but,
2: four, that's about it. Yeah.
1: Looking forward to that, so we'll see we'll see where Marvel takes it next. Now <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, we're talking some dead
2: meat. Dead me, meat,
1: dead me, dead me, dead, dead, dead meat! I'm not doing my my big introduction like last week because quite frankly i haven't written anything down this week imagine on, if you imagine, will uh, the... imagine if you will a dark alleyway i don't know some shit like that imagine I you're in heels
2: face. and you see <laughs>
1: <laughs> go on you can do it. what's that behind you you turn around and there's a man what's that covering his face is it a mask you start to walk faster and faster and he's got a knife and then shit happens and now you're dead me <laughs> <There we go.
2: laughs> and then and, and you try to run and you fall over because you're wearing heels bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're stupid have you had sex tonight mm, that's why you're getting stabbed that's why you're getting stabbed it's basically you your drugs. Final girl so final Gale theory final Gale theory comes from carol j clover and her 1987 article her body himself which basically says that the women who, well, sorry, the girls who survive slasher films do so because they have a certain set of physical and mental characteristics. Now, you're probably going to recognise these because, seriously, they've been used over and over again ever since the early 70s. They are, and, and I'd like to point out that she doesn't have to possess all of these characteristics, these are just the main ones. A unisex name, a bookish and shy personality, an awareness of the threat before other characters, she is watchful to the point of paranoia handiness or some sort of mechanical skill set boyish in no way overtly feminine and most importantly virginal so for clover the ultimate final girl who really fits this is laurie strode from halloween played by jamie lee curtis and she writes (coughs) extensively about laurie strode (coughs) i'd like to point out as well that carol clover's theory does also talk about men um, but i'm gonna save that for another time and do another on it. yeah she talks about laurie strode and how laurie strode is, is all these things you know she's her friends go out and have sex and they're partying and laurie just stays with the kids and she's doing her homework and she picks out scenes to show how smart laurie is for example the bit where she's in school and she's looking out the window and she sees michael myers and even though she's not really concentrating on the lesson when the teacher calls upon her she can still answer it so laurie is yeah she's the number one there's no she talks briefly about boys but there's no really boys in her life when Michael comes for Laurie Strode and when the monster or the slasher comes for all the final girls their defense must move from passive to active they're the ones who notice that not only are their friends dying but there is there's someone out there coming for them the final girl will usually try and present this to a figure of authority but they are always ignored because it's very important in the final girl theory that the girls are on their own. There is no authority figure to help them. There is no parent to save them. It's it's like a it's a rite of passage, a uh, growing up from a girl to a woman. But the the initiation is to
2: survive this this killer. Well, it's, it's kind of like our um, sorry, interjecting, but it's kind of it's it's kind of like just natural story. So so like the. The, the lead character you, you would survive would be the one who's kind of like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on?" Whether it's a, a boy or a girl, so it's, it's, it's a natural thing. And plus, it will devalue their story if, like, they go like, "Officer, officer, there's a guy killing me." Okay, bang! All right, killer's dead. Sorted. Bye, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah. So it is. So uh, I think those themes kind of blend in naturally.
1: It's almost like um, a Beauty and the Beast kind of ver- fairy tale, if you know what I mean. Because the killer is is always he's, always, he's virtually indestructible. He is very tall or very overweight or disfigured in some way. Or even sometimes, like Jason Voorhees, you know, he's got some sort of mental disability. In other words, he's outside the norm. Mm-hmm. And it's once again, it's a, a theme we see in a lot of horror films. It's this outside attacking yeah. normality. Either I
2: mean, that I all gets away good. with it. I don't know if you see, oh, you probably have, but have you ever seen Black Christmas, the the, the original? Yeah. Like that 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 film, kind of like the, the creepy thing about the thing is, but the guy in it is is the phone calls, and it's like sounds he makes. It's just like oh, that's just fucking. That just does not sound no right. <laughs> but because the guy they used looks like a fairly normal guy as well, so the idea of like uh, you don't really see his face, but like, from what you can see, he doesn't look disfigured, doesn't look like strange, he looks like a very regular looking guy, but in a black, black jumper or whatever, you know, and mm. for the idea of him doing all this all this shit as well as the phone goes, you know really twisted kind of stuff just, just adds that extra eeriness to it, and the fact that he gets away with it. It's just a little bit huh. So even if like mm. like Michael Myers or Jason Boy is that kind of indestructible killer thing, it's like even if like, yeah, they got away or they think he's dead, we know he's not. We know no, mm. he's still out there somewhere. You know, it's and that's scary, it's like there's no getting away from that. Because yeah. well once you kill the the monster it's like, Oh i not something to be scared of anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. Carol Clover says as well that she she says that the female must take on male male characteristics in order to defeat the monster. So she must become more male. Um, there's a lot of theory, like Barbara Creed and Julie Christieva, who talk a lot about castration theory and, like, women are jealous of the penis, basically, and men are scared of women because we haven't got a penis and all this kind of shit. And it kind of, in some ways, feeds into that kind of theory, that a woman can only defeat a man by becoming yeah. more masculine. But if you watch halloween laurie goes after michael miser first with a knitting needle which is a sign of domesticity and femininity she picks up his knife at one point but can't use it against him now carol clover makes this whole point all the way through and i'm going to start talking about some of the problems i have with carol clover's theory and some other people have some points that people mentioned she goes on and on and on about women have to save themselves because that's how they enter adulthood however in halloween laurie strode is saved by sam loomis she doesn't save herself and then carol clover goes oh yeah i know i've said all that basically but it doesn't matter because she's empowered by her experience like don't make this point all the way through and then find (laughs) out it doesn't fit what you've said and then well Um, at the end of the day it's like
2: it's that it's just one person with an opinion and so just because they have an opinion doesn't necessarily mean it's the definitive like, yeah. recently, like so there's, there's no such thing i mean but i mean basically my opinion on the whole thing like sort of like de-sexualization of, of the way it's basically it, i think it's basically simple as this films back in the days were, were mainly used to the idea of male leads and so it's simple as when when you have a, a horror film which you know is which is probably going to be Popular, you're gonna. But the, the film, the filmmakers at the time also say the producers would rather that uh, the may be a bit more boyish, i.e., be more like basically... They appeal I want to say appeal to the to the male audiences, you know, they, they find they find something they they've got in common with them, so if they are a bit more well, tom yeah. tomboyish, they can identify with them as well as the girls can identify. So yeah. it, in a way it kind of unisexes that character rather than make so rather than might like, if she was all girly then that might turn off the guys, essentially go like, Oh, I can't really get into it she was just too old girl. She's like girl, what the what the hell's that? I mean it's, it's, yeah. it's dumb it's completely dumb but it probably has some truth to it. especially back in that day i think that's where it comes from rather than anything else it's just simply as a yeah. as a way to kind of sell the film essentially but
1: it's just um from my point of view a lot of anytime i read an article about women in horror films they always reference clover they're constantly referencing back to clover it's almost like In my master's degree, I'm writing about women in horror films. I'm writing about women in monster films. So there's four main theorists I come across all the time, and Clover's one of them. Now, obviously, she hasn't rewritten her article since 1987. So, and horror films have... Slasher films have evolved and changed. So the final girl's evolved and changed. So we need to kind of... Part of my thesis is kind of coming up with the new final girl. Who is the new final girl and what does she do and all that kind of jazz. If we want to talk about briefly a kind of newer final girl we only need to look at scream scream actively plays with established conventions of the genre sydney has sex with her boyfriend her boyfriend's the fucking murderer and she's not the only person who survives the only virgin in that is randy who says at the end i'm so glad i'm a virgin gail weathers is the other kind of final girl but she's like you know a selfish um, ambition hungry manipulative cow and she still survives and Sydney is aware of these this stereotype. There's a point where she says she's talking about some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be running out the front door. And what does she do when the killer comes through the front door, runs up mm. the fucking stairs? So she's aware... But of it's, the, to be the,
2: fair, if, I, think, I remember watching the, the film, isn't the front door option unavailable, though, or something? Although there's, there's like an understandable reason why I not I think he comes through the window. Or it's she locks like the door, but... and it's like, if you, think, if you think about it, you probably you probably would run somewhere else because you wouldn't, like, be like, oh, hang on, I'll, I'll just unbolt this front door while while the killer just comes up and stabs me. But, you know, it's kind of like... I mean, like, yeah. you know, but... Yeah, but I, I do I do always find that funny. It's like, yeah, it, it, there is a point to that, though. So, she's aware of the the conventions of the, the genre. Mm. She, I mean, they're all kind well, the, of the whole, of whole film is kind of thing, you know. It makes a point of making the rules itself, you know, like... You...
1: Yeah. Well, Randy mm. talks about the Disney. There's three rules don't have sex, don't say you'll be right back because you won't and then there's another one we uh, Yeah, well,
2: that's basically and, you can't have sex yeah, and don't do drugs which is like an yeah, extension yeah. of
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, one of the killers goes, I'll be right back and obviously he's the killer. Um, One of the articles I read when it was talking about the new final girl was talking about the, you know, sex in the films. The article made, and I'll link the article on the blog post which will be going up some point this week just so people can read it and things like that so people know I'm not ripping off someone is that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be virgin on these films to survive, but that sex has to be on your terms. Uh, Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street's got a boyfriend. doesn't necessarily mean that she's a virgin. doesn't necessarily mean that she's not. But her relationship with her boyfriend is a lot more even than um, her friend's... Oh, what's her yeah. name?
2: Yeah, I mean... Tina, yeah.
1: Tina's relationship with Rod is a lot more... He's like the alpha male, so their relationship's more even. And the article says that... it. You know, sex doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know, because there's been instances where the the killer, the final girl's been the killer, or the final girl has has died halfway through and it's not the actual final girl. It could be that just, you know, be true to yourself, otherwise there will be consequences. So it it could be still a cautionary tale Mm -hmm. about sex, but not so much have sex and die. It could be much more... You know, if if you would have yeah. sense that's
2: fine. But, but not every horror film has to reference possible. that anyway, because otherwise it would just be like, oh right, so the Virgin's going to be the the ones who's okay. You know, it's a lot more fresher to kind of turn that on its head. I mean, it's it's a bad film as I watched it not so long ago. But Cherry Falls plays with that convention. You know, it, it plays with yeah. like you know, oh no, the the this film where the virgins die. I mean, it doesn't like it, it completely sort of drops that. That, that theory anyway, but you know it's, it loses sight of its convincing. It's not that good a film, but you know again that's another example of a film playing with those ideas. You know, so you know. You...
1: Yeah, but I mean, like I said, the the Final Girl theory, I mean, hasn't been it hasn't been updated since the eighties. Mm. I mean, people will obviously still be writing about it, but yeah, um, we do we do need a new a new Final Girl because it it's not it's not the same anymore. It's not like you know. I think parents are less likely to tell their their daughters now, if you have sex, bad things will happen to you. I think they are more likely to say, okay, you may want to have sex, but make sure you're protecting yourself. Make sure you're emotionally protected. I think that's much more of a modern message than if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant and die because that's not necessarily the way of the world now. So yeah, it's an outdated theory, but like I said, it is still the basis of a lot of articles and things that people write, but I would like to see... I don't want to just see people arguing against why Carol Clover's wrong or why they disagree because I disagree with that to a certain extent. But I would like to see someone update it. What's the new final girl doing? How does she survive? You know, and, and why is it important that she survives? I mean, men men survive for horror films these days. You know, it's it's not they're not always the bad guy. They're not always the killer. They're not always the asshole. You know, things have changed. So let's see a new updated theory.
2: For, the, for this century for this time. I mean i i don't know I think i mean we're, I think we're at the moment where it everyone just knows that's the norm so generally they just do whatever they can to change that up or or just add a different spin on it or i mean the, the film was screaming out screaming out to me it's not really that much different but you're uh, you're next which is basically that as like the, the final girl on that is is pretty much she's a survivalist anyway so she just knows how to kick ass and that's what surprises them they're expecting like you know, yeah, and it's like oh oh shit, she's actually quite tough, <laughs> and she's you know she's resourceful and all this all this kind of shit, you know. But they they all kind of they all kind of play with like that that convention. Mm-hmm. Eh? So like so, say if me and you go to make a horror film like a slasher film with that kind of like final girl convention, well we'll have that in our heads and we'll try and think, oh well, what can we do to make that bit different what can we do to make that interesting or or what can we do to kind of make that like add a little bit of a spin on it or, or make or you make a joke of it or something or anything you know because you don't otherwise if you just do the the basic like the uh, horror girl conventions it will just become like well that's a bit boring isn't it you know so i think i think now it's just it, 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 it is changing but now it's just kind of like i don't think there's a set formula anymore i think it's just you know, it's just like, well, we've got the basic setup that's like, is that been signposted in Scream, you know, back in 95, 94, uh, was it? 96, sorry. Yeah, 96, 96. even like back then. So now, so now we're just kind of like doing what we can to just play with that. So it's like, we've, we've got our basic conventions. Now we're just basically playing and we're seeing what we can get away with, see what we can do differently, you know.
1: So, yeah, that, that pretty much wraps up final girl theory um, like I said there is a lot of <clears throat> a lot of feminist film theory is, is is linked to basically it boils down to fear and it's all down to male fear um, so yeah that wraps up Dead Meat and that wraps up the podcast Yay. this week so as always I would like to thank Chris oh, my pleasure and you can tell people
2: where to. Uh, you can find me, follow me on Twitter at Cinematronics, or um, you can uh, go on my website, which is www.cinematronicsco.uk, where you can actually I've uploaded new podcast episodes. Believe it or not, I've got uh, one on Terminator Genesis to post, which I should have done ages ago. But uh, by the time this podcast release, it'll probably be out. And um, they'll look up for my Bond podcast. And look out, I should be on iTunes soon. So, uh, watch this space. You
1: can follow us at Black Hole. Oh my god, I forgot. I've <laughs> just looked at it as well. Oh dear, Emma. Black Hole Cinema Online. Black Hole Online. And we're on Facebook as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Krishnese2 if you really want, but I'm not that interested. I'm um, not. And before we go, as always, I have to give some advice to you. If Red Riding Hood shows up with a bazooka and a bad attitude, chin the bitch. Bye!
0: (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.